about a week since I preached. So you may have me a little bit this morning. I want to turn your attention to Nehemiah chapter 8 this morning. Nehemiah chapter 8, beginning in verse 1. I want to talk about the source of your spiritual strength this morning. Nehemiah chapter 8, beginning in verse 1. Hammond is glad to be in the Lord's house. Anybody know the saying, I'm glad it was time when they said it was time to enter into his gates. We come in here with thanksgiving and praise in our heart this morning. The book of Nehemiah chapter 8, beginning in verse 1. We're going to read the 18 verses right here. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street. That was before the water gate, and they spoke unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all who could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday. Before the men and women and all those who could understand and all the ears of the people were attentive unto the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood which they had made for the purpose and beside him stood Matthiah and Shema and Ananiah and Urjian, Hilkiah and Messiah and on the right hand and on his left hand Pedadiah, Mishael, Malachiah, Hashem, Hashbadana, Zechariah and Meshalem. And Ezra opened the book into the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up, and Ezra blessed the Lord great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen, with lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord God with their faces to the ground. And also Jeshua and Benaiah, Sherebiah, Jemin, Echab, Shebeth, Hodajiah, Messiah, Keleth, Ezra, Josabiah, Hannah, Pelal, and the the Levites caused the people to understand the law. And the people stood in their place, so they read in the book of the law of God distinctively and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And Nehemiah, which is the Tersherite, and Ezra, the priest, the scribe, and the Levites, who taught the people and said unto the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not or weep for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said unto them, Go your ways, eat the fat and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them who have nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord uh, neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, though the Levites stilled all the people, saying, Hold your peace, for this day is holy, neither be ye grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and to drink and to send portions and to make great mirth, because they had understood the words that were declared unto them. Uh, and the second day they were gathered together, the chief of the fathers of the people, the priests, and the Levites, to Ezra the scribe even to understand the words of the law and they found written in the law which is the Lord had commanded by Moses that the children of Israel should dwell in booths in the feast of the seventh month and all they should publish and proclaim in all their city in Jerusalem saying go forth unto the mount and fetch olive branches and pine branches and myrtle branches and palm branches and branches of thick 
trees to make booths, and it is written. So the people went forth and brought them and made themselves booths, every one into the roof of their house, and in their courts, in the courts of the house of God, in the street of the water gate, in the street of the gate of Ephraim, and all the congregation of them who were come out of the captivity made booths and set under booths, for since the days of Yeshua, the son of Nun, unto that day had not children of Israel done so, and it was that, and there was very great gladness. Also, day by day, from the very from the first day unto the last day, he read in the book of the law of God, and they kept the feast seven days, and on the eighth day was a solemn assembly according unto the manner. I want to preach on this morning the source of your spiritual strength. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, Lord, and we lift you up and I ask for your great anointing in your touch, dear Lord. We pray, Father God, Lord, that you give me the words you would have me to speak, dear Father God. Lord, we ask you, God, to just touch, dear God, today, Father Lord, and move in a mighty way, Lord. And we praise you, Father, for everything you've done and everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I believe today that we are living in a time where it seems that there's lacking great strength in men's hearts. Everywhere that you turn today, you can see the prophetic words of Jesus come to pass. I'm reminded what he said that would happen right before he showed up again. In Luke 21 and 25, he said, they shall be signs of the sun's and in the moons and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nation where perplexity the seas and the waves are roaring. In verse 26 he said man's hearts felling them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Let me tell you today if you go turn on your evening news let me tell you you can see the words of Jesus being played out before before your very eyes. Anybody know that? There are whatever thing that's taking place. Anybody here? We can see in Russia all this mess going on in North Korea and all the rumors of wars, thoughts of wars, disasters, earthquakes, whatever you see it. Let me tell you, you can see the scriptures are surely at the point are coming to pass right now. The scriptures are coming to be fulfilled right before your very eyes. But let me tell you, and all of this that we're going through and everything that's going on let me tell you I, I still believe God in his infinite mercy and grace is still reaching out to those who will hear his message this morning anybody believe that I still believe he's calling some names out today I, I still believe he's got a desire to see some people come to repentance amen I, I still believe I'm that he's still got a desire for the church to be about his business this morning. I, I still believe he's got a desire for the word of God to be preached in these last days. Anybody else with me? I don't know about you, but I know one thing, that God's got a desire that none should perish, but that all come to repentance this morning. I, I don't know about you, but I thank God I'm one of those who heard him call my name and I heeded the call to come to him. You see, my joy this morning, it comes to knowing that 
said, I know that I'm a child of the king this morning. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That I'm a child of the king, that I've been called by his name. My strength comes from the joy of being filled with him and having the eternal life of God dwelling in my soul. The joy of the Lord is my strength this morning. Because of Jesus, we can face tomorrow without pain. Amen? We can face tomorrow without fear, by the way. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Let me tell you something. Last Sunday was Easter morning. We celebrated his resurrection, didn't we? We better celebrate it every day. I got news for you. Jesus is alive between Easter and Christmas, by the way. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He's alive between now and next year. So let me tell you today, all fear is gone because he is alive this morning. He is alive today. He is on the throne this morning. We don't have nothing to fear. Let me tell you why. Because I'm in the hands of God this morning. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Who says I'm a child of the king? All fear is gone. He's already conquered death. If he's conquered death, he can fake conquer anything that you're going through this morning. Guess what? He holds our tomorrow. Our tomorrow is his yesterday. Did you hear me? Our tomorrow is his yesterday. He already knows what we're going through tomorrow. We don't have to fear. We don't have to get in fear because let me tell you, we're in the palm of his hand this morning. If you're his child, we're in the palm of his hand. And let me tell you, and if we're in the palm of his hand, guess what? He ain't gonna fail us this morning. We can rest assured everything's gonna be all right. But how can we know this great joy? From what source in life do we gain the understanding of knowledge of what this joy is? How can we attain it for ourselves? There has to be a source. And it has to be a source that one can access. It's no secret. It is plain as the nose on your face what the joy is. The joy of the Lord is your strength. That joy comes from knowing Christ. He is in you and he is your hope of eternal glory and what we got yet in the resurrected life. I've told you, if I had to look at this world and think, well, what hope do I have in this world? I have no hope in this world. How many know this hope's full of tribulation, trials, and sorrows? Amen? How many know this world's full of pain, agony, heartache, sickness? It don't give me much hope. But when I look at hope this morning, I see one called Jesus. I see one with the hope that gives us eternal life. I see one that gives us hope of a better tomorrow. Folks, I'm telling you, we don't have to fear this morning because our hope is in anchored in Jesus Christ today. There ain't no hopeless situations. There's just hopeless people this morning. And the reason they're hopeless is because they don't know Christ this morning. Many don't know the word of God this morning. That's where we're going to later on. But I'm telling you today, 
that we've got a hope. We've got an assurance. We've got know the provision that Jesus has made for us. But let me tell you, there are so many Christians today, there are so many people today that are living in doubt, fear, and unbelief. Uh Uh-huh. There's too many that are living like that. What's happened? They've forsaken the source of their strength and embraced the wisdom of man instead. How many know the wisdom of man is foolishness in the eyes of God? You know what? They've allowed their well to run dry. There is no more spiritual water daily washing over their souls. They've allowed themselves to be a dried up source. They've ignored their, their spiritual life. They've ignored it and become so dry for so long that they have forgotten what it's like to have the joy of the Lord as their strength. They've lost their peace, they've lost their commitment. They forfeited. Unfortunately, many's lost out with him and their names have been blotted out. But listen, what I'm getting at, where does it begin? I'm telling you where I believe it begins at. People have neglected the word of God. How many know the word of God is what feeds us this morning? How many know the people know the word of God is what gives us strength this morning? How many know the the word of God is what gives us our building, our spiritual man up this morning? What happens? I tell people, if you go a day without reading the Bible, you know what that means? You're a day without food, amen? You go a week without it, that makes seven days without him speaking to you. And I'm telling you, that's what happens. You go, it's just like in the natural. What's gonna happen if you go without food in the natural for a long time. Let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to wither away this morning. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're going to fall to the wayside. I don't have no problem with that. I was told that by somebody down in North Carolina. That, Boy, they feed you good up there. I said, yes, they are. Let me tell you, the point is it's just like in the natural. If you don't feed this natural body, let me tell you, it's going to go to waste. And if you don't speed that spiritual man, it will wither away this morning. People have to neglect time, they have neglected the word of God. They're trusting every other source but the word of God. Well, let me tell you this morning what the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. Anybody believe that this morning? The words of God still echo so strong in these last days. I'm telling you today, heaven and earth shall pass away. But Jesus said, my word shall never pass away. We want to hear what the words of man's got to say. I got news for you. The words of man's going to perish. The words of God's going to remain forever. They are forever settled in heaven. And if there's ever been a time you ever better get serious about your walk with the Lord, it is right now. Jesus is coming. He's coming quicker than most people realize it. I'm telling you, it seems like, whoa, in the last few months, it seems like, 
where are we going? Last few years, it seems like everything's beginning to accelerate. It ain't time to pilly-dab. It's time to get in the Word. Amen? I will be honest. We don't, I don't believe we've got much time left. The things I'm hearing, the things that I'm seeing, the meanness in people, I'm telling you, you wonder what's going to take place. It's not a time to play around with the things of God. It's time to get serious. And we must be preparing for the coming of the Lord or you better be prepared to face the worst nightmare in your life. You know, God's given us words of it. Before we even got here, he told us these things must be. These things must come to pass. We're living in troublesome times, a time of tragedies, famines, wars, great calamities that have stricken this world and rumors of these things. Let me tell you, the Bible tells us that in these last days, these will become, they will be bring so much trouble on the world, it will be the worst the world has ever seen. Let me tell you, the world ain't seen nothing yet. It's gonna get worse until he comes. Saints, we got a promise of in an hour you think not. But this morning I want to go back and tell you a little bit right here in the book of Ezra. Here were some people when they started reading the word, they got joy, amen. Here's some people when they started reading the word, they begin to weep. Here got some people when the word began to get a hold of them, it grabbed a hold of them. Let me tell you, when's the last time you got renewed like this from reading the word? Let me tell you, too many people got their Bibles on the shelf. You want me to tell you, the old saying is you get to have a big dust storm, everybody take their Bibles off the shelf and blow it, it would get some dust going, amen? Let me tell you, if any book not have dust on it, it better not be the word of God because that's the word I need every day. I think about it right here. In here in the Old Testament, and we'll see where the source of spiritual strength is. It's found, Israel found it again. Almost 70 years in Babylonian captivity. It wasn't until King Cyrus of Persia finally gave the decree that the Jews could return to Jerusalem and begin to rebuild the city and reestablish the system of worship and the path to finding the source of their strength could be open. Their strength lay buried beneath 70 years of oppression. Many had forgotten, many had never heard where their strength as the people of God came from. Nehemiah obtained permission to return to Jerusalem along with a sizable workforce to rebuild the temple and the city. In a way, he represents Christ for us. For Nehemiah to lead the people away from adultery and captivity of their Babylonian overlords and set their feet on the road to victory. How many know that's what Christ led us away from? From adultery and from captivity, we're now serving him and we're on the road of freedom this morning. Amen? Let me tell you, the source can only be found in the place where they have left it. In the past, you know, them walls, that city, that temple, had the tabernacle 
were restored. It had been a heap of destruction covered by dust and debris of lost battles and forgotten under the rubble of a destroyed life. They had to get back to where the source was. They had to dig it out and discover its power to bring joy once again. It was their only hope. After walking, working on the wall for many days, the Jews rebuilt large portions of the wall, especially the city gates. One group known as the Neonites were assigned to the reconstruction of the water gate. The importance of the water gate, it was the gate that led from the temple complex to the pool of Salem, where the priests would go daily to get their water needed for all the temple ceremonies. It was a large area with wide streets, plenty of room for all who come to the pool together with water. Let me tell you, after the completion of the water gate construction, the people began to refocus their efforts from building to walls to rebuilding their method of worship. Like all of us, there comes a time where we got to get our needs, eyes off the needs of the flesh and the world around us, and we got to get back to focusing and worshiping on God. Sounds like that message Harold just got out right there, don't it? Get all these distractions away from you and that the Holy Ghost spoke to Brother Harold and just begin to worship him, amen? How many know that's what he's looking for in these days? Get your needs, get your eyes off everything that's going on and just begin to worship and begin to learn him again and make him the joy of your, your life. The joy of the Lord is our strength this morning. We get so focused on everything that's going on around us that we forget about him. Yes, well, I know this present world. They demand our attention. But we must remember, too, that this world is not our home. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm passing through here for a little bit. Anybody know what I'm saying? This world's not my home. I'm just a passing through here for a little while. We are pilgrims and strangers waiting. We have a heavenly home that is far greater than this present home. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I think there comes a time where we're going to have to refocus our vision upon the things of God. We're going to have to get back to our first love. We've got to get back to the altar of prayer. Repent of the things that have allowed us to slip from our commitment to Christ and get back to where we can find the source of joy and strength. Let's see where that source. Verses 8 and 1. The revelation of it begins right here. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate, and they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded Israel. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both the men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning of Tabidnei before the men and women, that those that could understand in the ears of all the people were very attentive unto the book of the law. We're going to get there, but right there, something. You've got to be willing to listen. People don't have their ears 
in tune with it. And Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit, which they had always made for a purpose. And beside him stood Matthias, Shema, and Ananias, your giant, Hilkiah, Messiah, on his right hand and on his left hand. Pedia, Michelle, and Malachi, and Hashem, Haspadania, Zechariah, and Meshulam. What's significant of the pulpit of wood? First of all, it put Ezra in a place of prominence above the people so they could focus on what he was saying and not on what anyone else was saying right there. God's word demands our undivided attention. Anybody believe that this morning? If we ain't listening to what's coming, then we'll never hear the word of God. How many know who he told about? There'd be a famine, not a famine of bread, but a famine of hearing of the word of God. We think sometimes, and I know sometimes, maybe the word of God ain't getting preached, but I've got an honor in tune for this today. Sometimes the word of God's being preached, but people just ain't listening. Did you hear me? People got it in tune with everything else but the word of God. So-and-so said this, so-and-so said that, but I want to remind you what Jesus said, amen? Let me tell you, it ain't got care what the world's got to say. The intention we got to get in tune with is what he's got to say. Let me tell you, the reason I'm telling you people are don't, the reason people are marching around the wilderness longer than God ever intended because they ain't hearing what he's got to say this morning. The reason people are walking in fear instead of faith because they ain't in tune with the word of God. People's got their mind on everything else. I've seen them before balance checkbooks when you're preaching. Yeah. Seen them before, grown adults, doing everything. Sometimes you feel like you want to be a, like a school teacher. Here you go, you do this when you get out of here. I remember one preacher down in North Carolina, somebody went to sleep one time in a service. He knocked a pew, you're going to hell. The man jumped up and shouted, Amen! People don't pay attention. People ain't attentive to what the Word of God says. And by the way, that wasn't me that done that. <laughs> no, people's paying attention to everything else but the Word of God. God's Word demands our undivided attention. To the seven churches of Revelation, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. We take God's more doing more speaking than some people are doing more listening. I'm about ready to get my feet in my mouth. Anybody want me to get my foot in my mouth? I will. Some people know how to speak, but they don't know how to listen. God's telling some of you, it's time to just, I would have put this a good old southern talk right here. It's just time to zip it, and it's just time to start listening. Amen. I'm telling you, his word divides our own undivided attention. These people were listening to his. People don't want to hear his word no more. They think they know more than God. It's a shame. I'm about ready to say something. It is a shame 
They'll preach out of bestsellers of the latest, greatest new fad coming out. Don't get me wrong. I like to read. But there ain't but one book I'm going to preach out of. Amen. And if the books I read come contrary to this book, guess what? This book overrides that book. Amen. They come to hear the word of the Lord. I tell you, people don't get it. And it's not so important about the speaker. I'm going to say that again. It's not important about the speaker because God can get anybody to speak his word. It's about the message that's coming from the speaker. Amen? Did you hear what I'm telling you? If you read the Bible, he, had, he opened a donkey's mouth. He can open anything he wants to and put his word in it. But people said, it wasn't about the speaker. It was about the word of God. Amen? That's what we got to get through, people. That's what we come. If you come to see this face this morning, you come to see the wrong face this morning. If you come to hear me speak, you come. But if you come to hear the word of the Lord, you come for the right reason today. Amen? People follow certain ones around. Don't get me wrong. I like certain preachers. But I understand, too, that it ain't about them. It's about the messages coming from them. Amen? Amen, son. Israel was given. They come to hear the word of God. Lord knows if we need anything preached in these last days, it's the word of God. Anybody paid attention to the news? I've never seen anything like I've seen right now. Some of the things that's going on that's happening. Walking around, Pigeon Ford, and I thought to myself, boy, walking around Gatlinburg. Went over to Gatlinburg for a little while to see where the wildfires ravaged down there. And I, boy, that was, oh, I can tell you, the million dollar houses gone. You could see the wooden lines. And I think, here they are, up on every corner around there. They got moonshine stills. I said, I wished I had my bullhorn. Because I would preach the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. It amazed me the people that was lining up in there. I thought to myself, if they would line up to get a sip of the new wine of the Holy Ghost in the Bible, they wouldn't be craving nothing like that anymore. I'm telling you, we need the word of God. I thought to myself, my Lord. I said, Satan's having a heyday right here. But I want him to know when I walk by there, here comes trouble. Here comes the word of God coming through there. I'm telling you, you look around, it's just not there. It's everywhere. People are bound. They need the word of God. Amen? People need to hear the word of God. They may not want to hear it, but they need it. Anybody, ever, doctor, ever give you some penicillin? I don't like penicillin or anything like that. I don't even like going to a doctor. But let me tell you, sometimes we got to take that penicillin, don't we? Because we need it. How many know the world may not like it, the word of God, but they need a dose of the word of God. Amen? They need to hear repentance. They need to hear about Jesus Christ. They may not like the truth. It may make them mad, but they'll chew on it. It'll eventually get to them. Some of them, it'll set them free, amen? 
But listen, they had their ears attentive unto the word of God. They were listening what was coming there. The only thing that can bring joy of the Lord is to give us strength. So what I'm about to tell you. We don't need programs of man. I don't need to build an empire here. What I need is to hear from God and God alone in his word. Did you hear what I'm telling? Sadly, too many people are building soapboxes just to lift up their name. Instead of bringing people back to the only joy and the source of the true strength, we're running them away. Many are running them away. Churches have, many have become social clubs, unfortunately. Only God and his word can build a true church. If a church ain't founded on the word of God, it's not a church. If it's built upon man, it's not a church. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain. If you follow a man, you're in the wrong. Did you hear me? If you're looking to a man, you're looking to the wrong. What did you say I'm looking towards? You better have your eyes on him. Did you hear me? Your life better be, he better be your chief cornerstone. Folks, when they heard the word of God, they got excited. I'm hurrying. When they heard the word of God, they got attentive to it. They got heard the word of God, they gathered around it. Let me tell you why so much fear is going out. Because there ain't no word of God going in. What do you mean, preacher? You know what builds faith? The word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. Some say, are you wor worried about all this mess going on in the world? Don't get me wrong. I, don't, I hope we don't get into a nuclear. But I'm not worried about it either way. Because I know my Redeemer. Amen? Amen? I know one that's greater than North Korea. I know one that's greater than Russia. I know one that's greater than any nuclear bomb. And more importantly, I know where, more importantly, I know where he's going to take me at the end of it. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm telling you, it's so important to have the word of God placed, ain't it? It's so important for people to have access to it. It's so important, somebody, to pick up that word. Got the representative from the Gideon here. Let me tell you, I look in the hotels. We, I stay in a lot of hotels, traveling up now from Pennsylvania to North Carolina. I like to look and see if they got a Bible in there. Amen. If they don't, <laughs> you know what? I pray over these hotels. God convict them to put them in there. But no, you just never know when somebody's going to pick up a Bible and open it up and they turn to a scripture in there. It begins to convict them. Amen. 
It's so important that the word of God go out. I was looking on our account for speaker down there. 4,630 plays. I thought, how many has heard one of those messages that's come to the Lord that we just don't know about? The newspaper ads. How many has read one of those messages we don't know about? There's things we don't know about. That's happened just as a direct result of ministry. Folks, it's important to get the word of God out. I tell you, don't lift up the name Jimmy. I'm just a servant of his. Some people say, who are you employed by? I'll tell you who I'm employed by. I'm under contract. Sorry, man. I'm under contract to God this morning. Amen. I'm under contract to him this morning. I'm licensed in the church of God, but I'm under contract to the Lord this morning. Amen. I'm his servant. I'm his employee. I'm his vessel. My job's to get the word out. Your job is to get the word out. I don't have time to finish this this morning. But listen to what I'm telling you. The Bible, in these days, if there's ever been a time where they're getting the word out, we need to get the word out. Can I tell you what's going on? You may not believe this, but Muslims are out planting. For every Koran, we ought to have three Bibles for every one that they put out. Amen. Anybody believe that this morning? We ought to outdo them this morning. We, this world, don't need the Koran. It needs the Word of God this morning. Amen. It don't need the Book of Mormonism. It needs the Word of God this morning. This world's in the mess it is because people got away from the Word. Uh oh, I'm going to hit the saints of God for just a minute. If all you get is Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, word, you need to think about the four other days too. I don't know about you, but I need his word every day. Anybody else with me? I need a dose of his word every day. For those who say one day a week, is all I need his word? I think to myself, is that all you eat is one day a week? I like to eat all the time. <laughs> I'm telling you. But I'm, shouldn't we be like that with the word of God also? Sitting now. I've told you, this gout don't sit good with my steak, but if I got an opportunity to get me a steak in, I get me a steak in and I got me one in. Shouldn't we be like that with the Word of God too? Every opportunity we get a chance to feed ourselves with the Word. We feed ourselves with the Word. I tell people some people need to open their Bible as much as they do Facebook. Because God's got messages waiting on you too. You see, when this day they got the Facebook app. Let me tell you, people open it four, five, six, seven, eight times in an hour. Looking, who sent me a message? Who sent me a message? Well, let me tell you. I know 66 books right there. God sent you a message. Won't you open it every hour and get a message from it? I'm telling you. They'll open everything else for the messages. 
but won't they open for a real message? You want a real message? Give it to the Lord this morning. God be in tune with his ears. Get excited about hearing the word of God this morning. Get excited about hearing what the Lord has got to say. And let me tell you today, got, got that fear that you may be worrying about. When you get a hold of the word, fear will come out, and guess what will take its place? Faith will take its place. When faith goes out, fear comes in. But when fear goes out, faith's coming in. Amen? And the only way to get faith is by hearing the word of God. Get your ears in tune to what the Lord is telling you. Be ready. Every one of us has got an ear. Just as he said to the seven churches, I believe he's speaking it to this day. He that had an ear, let him hear what the Spirit's saying. If I really believe God would have a message for this day, what I believe if he was saying right now, this is Jimmy. But I believe this to be so true. He would tell the church, get ready. It's about over. Prepare yourself to meet the Lord. I believe he'd echo those words. Be ready. Be in tune. Listen to what I have to say. Everyone standing in here. How many would say this morning, I need to hear the word of God. I need to hear the word of God. I'm going to open this altar. Maybe you need to speak to the Lord this morning. You need to hear him this morning. God's saying, let me hear. I'm here to speak. I'm here to speak this morning. Is there others that says, I need to hear from him? Find you a place and a place to meet up here and let God speak to you. Hear what he's telling you this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen.